It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Hey, so good morning. How are we all? So, first Sunday of the month, uh, we like to uh, celebrate beginning of each month what God's doing beyond our four walls. Do you know throughout the history of the church, God has always used new technology to advance His message. God used established Roman roads that the Romans built and paid for to see the gospel taken to the known parts of the world at that point. God used the sea lanes and the, and the trade lanes that were going to the further reaches of the world to see His message taken further faster. Guess what? It's 2023. We have the most access to technology that we've ever had. And God is giving us opportunities that the church has never had before. And so as a church here, Elevate Church, we're seizing them as best we can and always looking at ways to further uh, develop them. Our mission, we say, is to reach people and to build people. And so we have our live experience. Of course, that's what we're here partaking in today. As you would expect, that's limited. The amount of people we can reach is probably people that drive within a 15 to 20K drive and a few from Byford. Uh, and like, if you're not in that radius, then, then we probably can't effectively reach you. Well, we're not limited just to that. We have our online experience. That now runs 10 a.m. every Sunday. And then the message only version, if you don't like the music, runs at 11. And then it's on demand. You can then jump in anytime during the week. And then we have our podcast where we record the message of a Sunday and push that out across most of the better uh, podcast platforms that you'll find. This is some of them. We've got our own app that, that's available for. You can listen on our websites and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, just in this month of October, some of the new countries that uh, tuned in to our podcast, listen to these. People from the Isle of Man, Hello. They're called Manxmen. Anyone knew that? No. Ah, gotcha. Yep, Manxmen. Uh, Finland, oh, yes. Poland, and Morocco land. Let's welcome those people and everyone else joining us. Morocco land is not a country. It's, uh, it's not. It's, Wakanda is, Morocco land is not. Just Morocco, everyone. You probably noticed though, in 2023, we live in a time in history where we have more choices at our fingertips than ever, ever, ever in the course of human history. More choices with what to do with our time, more choices with what to do with our money, more choices of where to give our attention. The landscape is increasingly crowded. We've got more entertainment options. Remember people, uh, shall we watch Channel 2, Channel 7, or Channel 9? Come on, anyone, are you over 45s? Come on, yeah, right, yeah, that's it, mate. So, what? Really? No, but you didn't, you knew it, but you didn't live through it. See, I, my, parents didn't, my parents didn't have a remote control. I was the remote control. Get up and change it to one of the other two channels that are available. Look, we have more travel options available to us than ever before, more culinary options, including more delivery of culinary options, and of course, more 
technology options. And look, with the bombardment of all these options, crowded, overwhelming, things just keep coming at us, competing for our time, our money and attention, we can easily find ourselves pulled in directions that, well, actually the message is, choose this, this is super important. Choose this, do this, buy this, give this your attention and end up actually getting maybe a little bit obscured to what's the ultimate purpose of life. You know, we're just like getting through tasks, uh, doing laundry, running junior to the dentist. Uh, I've got that project at work due. Um, I think I can pay some bills. And you know, one of your friends says, oh, so uh, it's coming up to January. What are your life goals? And you're like, just to survive tomorrow. And it's easy to miss the point of life. Now, if I was to ask you right here, right now, what you, don't answer, just answer in your head. What do you right now consider to be the most important thing in life? The absolute ultimate point of life. Now, I'm gonna roll the dice here. Maybe some of you, you think it's to be a good spouse, to be a good parent, to be a good boss, to be successful in my business. And things like that are all good goals in life. But I wanna put it to us today that they're not actually the ultimate point of life. So what we're gonna do, just launching a mini series today and next week, I say that plans could change, but at this stage. uh, And actually we're gonna drill into Jesus' last public recorded prayer, okay? So Jesus knew he was about to be arrested and that his arrest would ultimately lead to him being executed. And just prior to that, he prayed this prayer, his longest ever recorded prayer. And you gotta think that if you know you're about to be arrested and executed, you're gonna make your last words and your last moments kind of matter. You know, like I've saved the best for last. And uh, what Jesus prayed gives us some, some big, big clues as to what the ultimate point of life is. So if you've got your smartphone camera, you can, I'm, I'm operating this myself. So if there's any uh, transitions, timings off, I will be having a very stern coaching conversation with myself at 11 o'clock. Do better! Uh, Scan this flow code. It's gonna take you to John chapter 17. So this is where we're gonna find this longest recorded prayer of Jesus. Now, he's just, he's just finished giving his last big block of teaching. So again, think about it from the context of famous last words. You know, you got one more go, you got one more audience, it matters. So in, in John chapter 15 and John chapter 16, you're gonna see Jesus' last recorded big block of teaching. And then he prays this prayer. After saying all these things, the big block of teaching, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. For you've given him authority over everyone and he gives eternal life to each one you've given him. And this is the way, not a way. This is the way 
Not a very popular thing to say in 2023, by the way. Try it sometime. If you dare. This is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ who you sent to earth. So I'm just gonna key off this. I'm gonna trust that Jesus is talking right here that this is actually the ultimate point of life, to know God, the one true God, and to know Jesus who God sent. Now, let me just get a little bit ahead, a bit of a spoiler coming up. Jesus added to this. This is like part A of a two-part ultimate point of life, to know God. He's gonna come up and we're gonna talk about that in a moment, that the second part of the ultimate point of life is to make Him known. So it's to know God and to make Him known. More important than any of our other goals and get this, you get this right and a lot of your other goals, good goals, spouse, boss, parent, will actually fall into a much healthier place as well. Now, Jesus chooses His words very intentionally and this is the way to have eternal life. When you start reading about the early church, it's recorded by a doctor named Luke in, in, a, in a kind of a letter history, observational summary called the Acts of the Early Church. Uh, you read that and, and you will find the early church, the, the, the people uh, referred to as Christians on three separate occasions. Okay, so it's like, it was a new phrase. Like, uh, what do we call these people? Um, uh, I got it. It means little Christ. So, okay, but three times you'll get them referred to as Christians. And here today, we would kind of use that in pretty general terms as well. You fill out the Australian Bureau of Statistics Census, ask you about your so-called religious affiliation. You'll tick the box that says Christian. Fine, great. Uh, people in your workplace, you might accidentally tell them that you go to church. And they say, uh, it was sorry, that was sarcasm. I don't really do sarcasm anymore. Pretend I didn't say that. You'll absolutely get up in their business tomorrow morning when they ask you how your weekend, you say, listen, I avoided a very intense battle with a fellow Zimbabwean at my church. And they go, wow, really? You go to church? What sort of church is it? And you'll say probably a Christian church. Okay, with some hostile Zimbabweans. That's what you'll say. Um, and I don't really like this classification. I mean, I'm not gonna go to war on it, pick your battles, but I, one thing that doesn't kind of jive with me about this classification is it kind of speaks to position. Like in versus out. I'm a Christian, I'm in. I'm in, I made it. And like, boom, and then you just stay still. Whereas when you read about the early church, whilst you'll see the early church referred to as Christians on three separate occasions, you'll, you'll see them record, recorded as the people of the way, six times. And I love that classification because that classification speaks to the very thing that Jesus called people to do and that's to come follow me. I'm gonna show you the way. It implies movement. It implies, it implies a continuity. It's not just like, I'm in, boom, sit down, wait to die. It's, it's movement. It's actually about a journey. And this idea then implied is that as we come to know God, as the way that we'll continue on that journey. And as we continue on that journey, we'll get to know Him more 
And as we'll see in a moment when Jesus continues His prayer, we'll actually be hopefully more inspired and more motivated to wanna help other people to explore the way to eternal life, to join the way to eternal life. Another bonus of understanding that this idea of following Jesus is the way to eternal life, not just become a Christian and you're in, is when Jesus talked about eternal life. So when we think about eternal life, okay, not you. When some people think about eternal life, they think about it as like what happens when you die. Like body stays here, spirit goes there. Body stops, spirit starts, spirit lives forever. Thinking that's eternal life. Actually, when Jesus talked about eternal life, it did include that, which is great. It also includes when He talks about eternal life is actually a quality of life that we can experience whilst we're here on earth. That eternal life actually begins for us here when we make the decision to put our faith in Jesus, that we are now exposed to, we now have access to a better and a higher quality of life because we choose to place our faith in Jesus. Now, one of Jesus' most famous teachings speaks to this, okay? It was one of the big uh, blocks of teaching that He talked about, remain in me and I'll remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine and you can't be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I'm the vine, you're the branches and those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. A lot of people don't believe that last sentence. Oh yeah, just watch me. Um, I'm not gonna get into that. Probably though, I need to explain. Last week, we talked a lot about agriculture. I had to kind of catch you up, given that I'm a very proficient urban farmer. I grow grapevines on Marco's urban farm. And uh, therefore, I'm highly qualified to explain just what on earth Jesus was talking about. <laughs> to those of you that get your grapes from the supermarket. <clears throat> I am the vine... You are the branches. So just understand which is which. Okay, Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. Branches don't actually produce fruit. Fruit is produced on the branches, but not produced by the branches. You don't believe me? Go out in the Swan Valley this afternoon, jump the fence, cut a branch off, take it home, put it on your windowsill and wait for the grapes. You'll soon realise that branches, fruits produced on branches, but not by branches. And in fact, the genius play for the branch, if the branch wants to have fruit produced on it, is stay connected to the vine, who actually is the source of life and everything that flows through the branches to produce fruit. You know, one of the great takeaways of this is it just removes so much of the pressure 
that you, as a Jesus follower, you don't have to produce the fruit. You and I, we just have to remain connected to the vine. Don't take on the job description and the stress and the responsibility and the pressure of thinking you've got to do it. Oh my gosh, if I don't do it, who will? The vine. So don't be the vine. You're not the vine. You're the branch. I'm the branch. Our role is to stay connected to the vine. This is the know God piece. Get to know the vine. Stay connected to the vine and you will produce much fruit. Now, some people, you know, are a bit fruity. That's not what Jesus is talking about. In fact, two of the types of fruit that when you read through the Bible, you see talked about as things that are produced through our lives by the vine. One is called the fruit of the Spirit. Listen to this. Things that are produced in our lives simply as the result of remaining connected to the vine. Listen to this. What a list. Love, hello, joy, woohoo, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, your brain can immediately go to, you've got some people in your life, you'd like to see more of this in their lives. Well, don't worry about them right now. Just think about you. Because by the way, who wouldn't want more of this in your own life? I'd like more love, more joy, more peace, more patience, more kindness, more good, and more self-control for sure. And what's more, when I look around at this crowded landscape, this world we live in, where there's the competition for spending our money, our time and our attention. You know, I think if we peeled back the layers of what a lot of people are actually looking for by prioritizing that stuff, it's at least gonna be the top three on this list. Joy is just another Amazon checkout click away. Peace is just another Balinese sun-blessed vacation. And it's like, God can use those things, but that can be produced in our lives by remaining connected to the vine. <clears throat> so what does this look like? like remaining connected to the vine. Like Monday to Sunday, what does it remain, look like to remain connected to the vine? There's a guy named Gary Thomas wrote this book. I reference this probably once a year, give or take. And the author did a, does like a flyover of the last 2000 years of people of the way, followers of Jesus, looking at sort of the, the main ways over history, people have connected with God. First of all, there's a recognition that there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. Now, there are things that all followers of Jesus are called to do. And we'll get to that in a minute. But, but it identifies that there's gonna be certain things that really push your buttons, that really spin your propellers. And, and when you do them, when you lean into them or that, that's when you really feel like connected to God. 
give you an example. One is relational. Like you, the idea or even just the thought of sitting at home alone, reading your Bible, trying to get closer to God, just does nothing for you. You're like, ugh. And you read it and it's, it's dry or your brain's going into 5,000 other directions and you walk away like, well, that was a colossal waste of time. Yet, if your pathway is relational, when you get together with other people and you start talking about what God's written and you start bouncing it around with them and you start hearing what they've talked about and what they've learned and, you, and what they're putting into practice, like this starts to light your fuse and you're like, hello, wow, this is amazing. It's one of the reasons we have Elevate groups. This idea that following Jesus is personal, but it's not private. It's about us doing life as a team sport. So people that are relational, you don't need any convincing. Hey, make sure you spend time intentionally with other Jesus followers. You're like, yeah, why wouldn't I? And well, some people would give you an answer for that. I'll give you some reasons why you wouldn't. But that's because their pathway isn't the relational as much. Nature is one. Listen carefully. Did you know that some people actually choose, choose, to go camping <laughs> for fun. And it's for these people, I give you this. You're welcome. See, it's the camping people that thought that was hilarious and the rest of us are like, I don't get it. And that's fine. I'll be like, where's the air conditioning remote? But it might be hiking. It, it, it might be taking your doggo for a walk. It's just this, I got to get outside. And when I am outside, it's like sitting on the beach. Put, open your Bible, listen to some music or just look at the beautiful sunset. And in those moments, you feel better connected with God. It might be serving. Now again, serving something we're all called to do, but for some people, they're like they entered this twilight zone. They're like, their superpower is activated by the idea of serving. You're like, stop joining so many teams. Seven is enough. No, let me add more. Because they just love that idea. We're all called to do it, but for some people, they really feel closest to God when they're serving. For some, it's intellectual. Like the 20 minutes of worship music that we have every Sunday is the longest 20 minutes of your week. And you're like, when we get to 10.20, platform leader gets up and you're like, you don't say this, but you think it, <sighs> survived it again. <sighs> All right, now church can begin. Come on, break out the word. Again, great, fantastic. You're the person that you read the Bible, then you want to read the commentary and you want to get into the thing. And in the digital Bibles, where it's actually got a little sort of an, an A next to thing, you're like, ooh, wonder what this does. And you click it and up pops this thing. Wow, I never knew that. Great, great. And the church needs people that are wired that way. Some other people, 20 minutes, that it? What? Oh, oh. Now is gonna be preaching. 
I didn't take it personally. I'm brilliant. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, now the point, but you know if you're wired that way. And here's the great thing. You're not limited to the 20 minutes on a Sunday. Spotify, anybody? Music streaming services, anybody? <laughs> More than ever. You don't even need to pay money. Don't tell the recording artist that. You don't even need to pay money to worship your brains out. But again, do it. Lean into that. If that's your thing, lean into that and you don't have to apologize. You don't have to explain yourself. We do this thing. There's a thing, a new phrase called Uber evangelism. And that is to say, as a Jesus follower, when you get an Uber, you have a captive audience. And if that person kicks you to the curb, they make no money. So they will keep driving you even if you start talking about Jesus. It's called Uber evangelism. Louie does a thing called YouTube evangelism. She puts on a worship playlist at an, well, early for a Sunday, opens up every cavity in our house, cranks the thing to 11. And <laughs> now, so far, none of our neighbours have committed their lives to following Jesus, but pff, it's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. That worship's gonna wash over them. <laughs> Now, this is the sort of stuff that focuses on what Jesus wants to do in us. You know, us remain in Him, Him remain in us. And then Jesus shifts gears to start to focus on, whoop, there we go again, what He wants to do through us. So He wants us to know God and then He prays, continues His prayer. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. So Jesus came to do a job and He did it. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world again. Begin. This is a preface to Jesus then passing the baton off to the church, the people. I've completed the work and I'm going. And, and, and then he starts to talk about elsewhere that the assignment to reach more people is given to us. In fact, one translation he talks about and commissions us to go and make disciples of all nations. I want you to notice that. Go and make disciples of all nations. He didn't say, go and make disciples of all Christians. And this is observation, not criticism. But it is too easy for a church to think that the church exists for the church. It's just an observation. Go into all the world and make disciples of all Christians. And I'm gonna talk about this a lot more next week. And I really hope that we get stirred when we start to see the opportunities that God actually literally has in front of us as a church to reach more people, but it has to start with that being a priority for us. Know God and make Him known. We're not trying to set up a country club with limited memberships. We don't lock the doors at 10 a.m. If you don't have the secret password, no church for you. <laughs> Moderately obscure Seinfeld reference, thank you. Uh, expected more from you, Reese. Um, 
And we certainly aren't trying to establish a spiritual retirement community. And that's not a pointing the finger at anybody over the age of 50, which includes me, by the way. It's to say that a church, it is easy to become any one of those things if it's all about us. And we forget that Jesus calls us to reach people and build people. It's not an either or, who would have built me? It's not an either or. But it's too easy to just choose the build people piece and ignore the reach people piece around us. There's a couple of phrases that have embedded themselves in the church world. Some of you have heard these. The first one is in ministry. Anyone heard the phrase in ministry? You ask somebody, oh, so uh, what do you do for a living? I get asked this question. This isn't how I answer it, but once upon a time it would have been, oh, I'm in ministry. Oh, okay. No idea what that means, but uh, okay. But it means that someone that's paid, you know, the, the best part of their working week by a church or a parachurch organisation might say, I'm in ministry. And, uh, and it's only a select few. Here it's me. In the future, it's probably going to be some of you. But it's, all, it's almost always going to be the minority. But here's the thing. It's not just the paid people that are in ministry. We're all in ministry. It's just some of you are paid by your accounting firm. Some of you are paid by the education department. Some of you are paid by the health system. And you're in ministry. Disguised as a doctor, disguised as a teacher, disguised as an accountant, disguised as a domestic CEO, in ministry. It's not this select well, those are the people that are in ministry. They do the ministry. We're all in ministry. So that's one thing. Let me just call that a myth busted. Another one that hangs itself very closely to that is the, is the phrase missionary. I'm a missionary. And traditionally, that means someone that's gone overseas or gone to a, a people group in a certain part of the world to reach them for Jesus. They're the missionaries. They do the mission. And again, I love that. Those people are braver than I am, most of them, yeah. The fastest growing church in the world right now is in Iran. Hello, the only official caliphate state on the planet where to be a follower of Jesus is punishable by death, no trial. So you wanna test whether you really sold out for Jesus, buy yourself a one-way ticket to Iran because you probably won't be coming back. It's true. I'll talk about more, that more next week. And it's not to guilt and shame anyone, it's, but, but it's to say this, that that doesn't mean the job's d- being done by them and the rest of us just cheer them on, send them 20 bucks a month. We're all in ministry and we're all called to be missionaries. Once again, you're a doctor and you're a missionary and you're in ministry. You're a domestic CEO. That's your, that's your disguise, but we're all deployed as missionaries in ministry. Next thing I'm going to talk about some of the priorities that God calls us to put in place as a church to see His mission, which we call reach people, build people. You might call it know God, make Him known. It's all the same thing. And also some of the obstacles that we need to make sure we don't put up that's going to prevent us from being effective at reaching people. And here's a little spoiler. We may briefly cover off the topic of circumcision. 
There will be, there will be no live demonstrations, but I'm just saying, it might get a mention. So if you're a bit squeamish, just letting you know. Next week, we're gonna have a baptism. Hello. So be here for that. Very exciting. Very exciting. And, and then just the final thing today, we like to talk about this when we launch a new series. The Bible app, which increasing number of us dig into consistently through the week, have a feature called My Church. So if you scan this QR code and you have the Bible app installed, it'll take you and you can set Elevate Church up as your church. And the beginning of each new week, we put up a featured plan, like a Bible plan devotional thing uh, around the topic that we preached on on the Sunday. So um, if you haven't already, jump on this. It's an incredible resource. I do it. Super, super helpful. It's one of the practices doing this consistently, reading your Bible. It's not the only way to do it, but it's a great, great way in 2023 to read it. It's one of the one of the ways, Monday to Saturday, that we can remain in Jesus and allow Him to speak to us and remain in us as well. We really hope you've got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.